Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the only show in town, the CHGO preseason Blackhawks podcast. Yeah, Thanks for being with us. A bunch of shouting going on in the other room. I don't know what, I don't know what that's about. Oh. So I guess there's some other game. I don't know. I didn't know much about it, but the one that matters <laughs> we're going to talk about tonight. Yeah. We want to thank everybody who's here with us right now. Uh, if there's ever been a night we need your support, it's tonight as we run simultaneous the Bears post game is we have uh, I can't tell how many we have but they have something 68, 68 people great they have something like a thousand watching so uh, happy to have you here Hawks lose three two in the shootout to the Minnesota Wild there is only one more damn preseason game to go um, and boy I think we are ready for the regular season yes good all right good good night <laughs> we'll talk to everybody tomorrow have a great day uh, but you can tell the players are ready for the regular season because this one. Was the feistiest. Yeah, they're getting cranky. They're ready to be like, (laughs) I'm tired of this crap. Like, there's some extra physicality, a lot more post-whistle stuff. Um, Yeah, it's... uh, It was a fun game. It was a good game. It was a good game. It was was the most competitive, like the most... It was the closest to a regular season game we've had out of the five. And I think Saturday's game in St. Louis, you're going to see, you know, not the opening yeah, night no, roster. I don't think so. uh, Anyone who's left that's, you know, I think we'll see Colton Dock. I think we'll see yeah, Joey Anderson will play. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah. I wouldn't know, expect Zond- Bedard Zonders to play. Bjork still around. He's he, still got a stall in the locker He was room. there the other day. So, yeah. you know, even though I thought he was officially sent down, so maybe they'll. Scott Foster on goal. Yeah, sure. <laughs> They'll put the mannequin out give, there. Give our, give give Artem and off a PTO so he can there play you know. one more game in a Hawks uniform. Yeah, him and Joey Anderson can fight in pregame for who gets to wear fifteen. That's right. That's that's a good fight. Uh, there's a lot to get to on this one. Mario is going to join us from the UC as he always does. Um, but as we do every show now, you get to vote on our fourth star of the game, and tonight is no different. For re- the record, the three stars of the game were Pat Maroon, Mark Andre Fleury, and Matt Zuccarello, all Minnesota Wild players. So our nominees, and we had a little bit of a discussion here about who they should be. Uh, Nick Foligno, who scored a goal. Taylor Hall, who scored a goal. And our third option is Kevin Korczynski, who I think had his best game of the preseason. Yeah, it, hard to disagree with that. He had the the assist on the Foligno goal, uh, which was one second shy of being a power play goal. Yeah. Both special teams looked really good tonight. We'll, we'll definitely touch on that. Uh, but Korczynski was was very noticeable. He was skating all over the place tonight, uh, and he was very confident with his passes. There were two sequences in the second period that were very impressive. One was on a power play. He entered the zone and then passed the puck to himself off the boards to avoid a defender's stick. The stick was out in front of him, so he just passed it off the boards and skated right by the stick and then picked up the puck and had a scoring chance. And then uh, a few minute, moments later... Made a great quick one. Uh, I think it was a backhanded pass out of the zone and caught Donato and got Donato in uh, past the defense. Uh, Ryan Donato, a really good game tonight, too. Yeah, he deserves mentioning, too. Yeah, lot, that's for sure. Lots of guys. It was a really good Reece game. Reese Johnson just balling out. Reese Johnson looked yeah. like a guy that was like, this might be the last time I ever play in the United Center. I'm going to get my money's worth. Yeah. He was hitting people left and right. He dropped the gloves with. Uh, 
uh, bottom shelf scotch counter doer. <laughs> and uh, he, had a, he had a really good game. He was out there on the penalty. He was taking defensive zone penalty kill faceoffs late in the third period. I mean, that tells you Luke Richardson trusts him. So he made a last-minute case to stick around with the NHL club. I'm sure he's going to make the trip to St. Louis. Um, you know, I still think it's Mackenzie Entwistle and Boris Kachuk going to get those last two spots. Yeah. But, you know, st- he's still here. He's probably going to get one more game. If Luke is looking for that guy that can just go out there and be that bowling ball, maybe. We'll see. Maybe he wants him for that Bruins game. You know, sure. the Bruins traditionally play a heavy, big four-checking game. Maybe he wants a guy like out like that out there for that game. We'll see. Um, you know, the one guy that didn't have the greatest game was Connor Bedard. Um, you know, this is what's going to happen a lot as a rookie. Yes, he's a talented, great player, but he's still an 18-year-old learning how to play in the NHL. And yep. tonight, he's just trying too hard to be That's highlight right. real Connor Bedard. Just well, I feel like he's I feel like he's fighting it a little bit. I feel like the fact that he's not scored yeah. a goal. I mean, this has to be the longest in his career he's gone without putting a goal, a puck in the back of the net with a goalie in it. And I think he just wants to get that monkey off his back because everyone's talking <laughs> about it. And everyone said, oh, you weren't very happy after the empty netter. Look, he was still, they showed him on the bench a few times today. He was laughing. He's having a good yeah. time. So I, I don't think it's getting to him, but you saw in the shootout there, just, he made around nine too many moves. Trying trying too hard. And guess what? Come Tuesday, no one's going to remember no. you didn't get a preseason goal. It was just an empty netter. No one's going to remember that. It doesn't that. matter. I don't remember one Patrick King preseason goal ever. I don't remember one Jonathan Dave's preseason goal ever. No. They don't count. It doesn't mean anything. It starts to mean something Tuesday in Pittsburgh. If he goes five, six games into the regular season, if, if it comes to the next time he's on United Center Ice, fifth game of the season, and doesn't have that goal yet, then you can start with the, hey, you know, is he ever going to score? Yeah. You could probably, the pressure should get to him at that point. Yeah, and I think. But in the preseason, it doesn't matter. I want to also, like, pull back a little bit. I don't think he had a bad game. No, he just had the the worst out the of The least his, good. The least effect, <laughs> yeah. The least effect. He wasn't terrible he out drew, there. He drew three penalties. Which is amazing. The two Great shots on goal he had. One, Marc-Andre Fleury, like, reacted after the puck hit him. It was he was like ready square it like hit him and then Flurry like reacted after the puck hit him. It was on him so quick. There's his shot is so quick. It's going to happen. And I think every time he gets a shot that doesn't go in, he's getting a little more and more frustrated. But what we saw today, we should start talking about special teams because they were really good tonight. Yes. They did not technically get a power play goal, but the the Nick Felino goal was like with one second expired. So it's basically a power play goal. But, man, they are moving the puck with speed and quickness, and it's different from the way Patrick Kane ran the power play. Patrick Kane was keep the puck, keep the puck, keep the puck, keep the puck, keep the puck. Draw the guy in the end, pass the puck. And you wait for – and it was kind of like the Hawks power play with Kane was like kind of one and done. They would go for that one great chance, and if they scored, they scored, and if they didn't, they didn't. This one, there's pucks going back and forth across the ice, you know, know, point-to-point, dot-to-dot. And with speed and with ferocity, and they've got the talent on the ice now to be able to receive these passes and get shots off and those sort of things. I really like the way the power play look. And look, the the penalty kill, you had almost a full two-minute five-on-three in the third period. They killed it. Chris Foster said no shots allowed, but I think well, it was two. I don't. I can't confirm because the NHL website is hot garbage. Yeah, it's actually. So they probably had the better stats than we did, so... If they're saying it on the broadcast, fine. But even if even if it's one or two, that's still very it's still impressive. Great. Uh, especially in that NHL situation, roster. yeah, with a holding a one goal lead late in a, in a third period. It, yeah, and uh, I think so. The power penalty power play looks good. Penalty kill looks good. And Arvid Soderblom, who lets in the first shot of the game, not his fault. Not his fault. Wyatt Kaiser standing there. Excuse everybody's me. tied up. It kind of just trickles in uh, after a deflection. 
really started playing solid as the game went on. Uh, gave up the five-hole goal to Zuccarello in a shootout. Fine. The game-tying goal was a result of Wyatt Kaiser kind of overskating a puck, and it gets out to Pat Maroon, and he scores. We get, get a puck to Pat Maroon. He's probably going to score or with that much time and space. <laughs> Don't fat shame my guy, I Pat can. Maroon. I'm I guess fat. We, he's <laughs> one of us. One of us. One of us. Um, but I look, man, I can't. They didn't win, but... When I watch this game, it gives me optimism for the season. And we've been saying, and Nick Foligno's been saying, this team's going to surprise some people. And I keep seeing these prognosticators saying 60 points, 64 points. I saw 71. I think they're better than that. I really do. I, I still think the 70 point is a good target. I would be satisfied with a 70-point season because it's progression. Um, I still think the goaltending is going to be a major question mark through the rest of the year. Soderboom looked good for the most part tonight. Steven just quit. He's still, well, well, that's all right. <laughs> um, bring back a cookie. <laughs> so... Uh, you know, Soderboom looked good at times, but he also looked kind of shaky at times, a little the, crazy in the crease. The, but well, the first period, yeah, I don't, I'm not putting that on him. It was nuts no, in front it, of the yeah, Hawks. There net. was. I I, I want to hear. I wonder if Luke talked about it. We'll find out for Mario. There was a lot of chaos in front. Like the Hawks could not get the puck out of their own zone many times in the first period. And I think a lot of what we saw was. And this is something to keep an eye on in the regular season is these younger defensemen are a little bit like, hmm, how do I word this? Like hesitant to get physical. Like they maybe don't have the confidence or the swagger to like get in a guy's face and get in his grill and knock him off the puck. Something changed between the first and second because you saw Wyatt Kaiser. Wyatt Kaiser even took a net front penalty from battle and took a guy down in front of the net. You saw Korchinski start to do it. You know, Murphy's always doing it. Seth Jones is always doing it. Tenority's always doing it. But the younger guys maybe are a little more passive in that way. And that's why I think that 70-point target is a good target. You're going to have sure. three rookie defensemen out there on most nights with goaltending that you're hoping is NHL average. Yeah. I think you're going to have a lot of games like we saw tonight where they're in it and then they just they give up a late tying goal and then you lose in overtime or or the stupid shootout. Um, so I think 70 points, they get finished with 70 I'm points. happy with that. That's an 11-point improvement. If they hit 70 points and Connor Bedard has what the year we're kind of all expecting, wins the Calder, you know, has 30 goals, 70 points. Lucas Reichel has at least 40 establishes that he can be an effective top six, hopefully center. And then you have a couple of those defensemen, Wyatt Kaiser, Kevin Korchinski, if he's here the year, Alex Vlasic, those guys at the end of the year, you go, those guys are NHL top, you know, those are NHL top six defensemen, no doubts. And you have, you know, some of these other guys, the guys that matter develop and make the progressions. 70 points is an amazing season. To improve 11 points. Sure. Even if you finish with 60 points, but all those guys that matter right. for the future. Yeah. Philip Kershev takes that step. That's it. That is you that, want I'm, him. I'm more concerned like, about I don't this. care about the points. You yeah. can finish with 40 points, but if the guys that are going to be here when this team is good take that next step, they can yes. finish 0 and 82, and I wouldn't care. Well, that might be concerning. <laughs> hey, we're going to get the number one pick again. There you go. Suck it, crybabies. Uh, so updating the poll here, if you want to vote on our four-star of the night, very close again. Nick Foligno, 39%. Taylor Hall, 36%. Kevin Korchinski, 25%. Got a comment on the uh, United Center ice being so bad. Yeah, Players have mentioned good. it. I mean, we are having a heat wave in October, and literally – Every night the Blackhawks don't play, there's a concert or something going yep. on at the United States. Like, Dave Chappelle had a show there last night. They took it down, put the ice back up, and then they're putting it back up because he's going to be there the next two nights again. Yeah. And then you've got, like, fishes coming for three nights, and 
they literally have something there every night in October. Yeah. If it's at the Hawks, the Bulls are going to start playing games soon. So that's why. Uh, hopefully, November, you know, you can let the ice breathe a little more and you won't have as much, you won't have any 80 degree days. Hopefully, no, not in November. That would be nice. Um, so there's a lot of th- reasons for that. You know, but yeah, the ice hasn't been great. Uh, but again, it's preseason for the ice crew too. Hopefully, it, it's, it gets better. Um, you're just going to have to adjust to it. It seemed better tonight. Yeah, it was better tonight than the there last There was game. not as many guys like that last game. Was wasn't it like hot Detroit. The, that, the game against Detroit, the ice was terrible. Guys Horrible. were falling all over the place. Uh, you know, it, the ice might have sent our poor McKenzie and whistle Rockford <laughs> because it, <laughs> it grabbed his ankles on that 2-0 breakaway. Oh, um so the ice was not great tonight, but it was better. So yeah, hopefully by the the home opener here in a little over a week, it will be. Uh, uh, yeah, I, th- I think it's more the United Center schedule than the weather, because the ice uh, yeah. was fine during the Stanley Cup playoffs back in the day. Yeah. So, all right, Mario is set to join us. We're going to bring him in in a second. But uh, hey, Bears win, Hoss get a point. Well, not a real point, but a point nonetheless. Uh, celebrate. Sunnyside is your home for judgment-free cannabis shopping, a place where all kinds of visitors are welcome to explore, discover, and purchase a wide array of high-quality products. Sunnyside has everything you need to elevate your football season. No matter where you are on your cannabis journey, you can use their easy online ordering system and in-store pickup, and they've got a great transparent loyalty program called Sunnyside Rewards. It is Illinois' favorite dispensary because it's great. I've been to the Schaumburg one, the Wrigleyville one, so many great locations. Check them out at sunnyside.shop. And tonight's going to be a sleep, uh, counting sheep night because when I get home from these games and these post-game shows, I am wired and cannot sleep. So I'll pop half one of those good news counting sheep gummies that I got at Sunnyside, and I will sleep through the night, and it will be a beautiful, beautiful thing. And I will be functional for tomorrow's show at 2.30. Maybe. I'm going to hold you to that. Hopefully. Uh, other great brands, Mindy's, Cresco, High Supply, Floracal, Wonder, all wonderful brands. Uh, Remedy as well. And now through October 15th, head to sunnyside.shop. Use the code CHGO25 at checkout, and you'll save 25% off your total order. It is one use per customer and not stackable with other promotions, but that's not only for new customers. Anyone can use that code Pick up everything you need to elevate your football season. Must be 21 plus or an Illinois MedCard holder. Again, that is code CHGO25 at sunnyside.shop. And after you use your promo code at Sunnyside, you go home, you take your edibles, your flour, however you get your... uh, So many ways. Whatever your form of intake is, you're inevitably going to get the munchies. That's when our (laughs) pal, Charlie the Bacon Guy, based out of Woodward, Illinois is going to be your best friend because he makes craft bacon and bacon jams in over 30 different flavors. The product is always all natural. No fancy preservatives. Order lots of bacon from our guy, Charlie. It's vacuum sealed. It freezes great. The bacon lasts in the package up to 45 days in the refrigerator or six months in the freezer. But who the hell keeps bacon around for six (laughs) months without eating it? Yeah. The communists. That's who. (laughs) The bacon jam lasts about 60 days in the fridge, or in my house, 60 seconds. There you go. That stuff is amazing. Amazing. You want to know what bacon jam is? It's like taking like really good bacon bits, not the shitty dried kind that you buy at the Jules. It's taking like chunks of bacon, putting it in like some sort of like awesome spreadable form. It's like a bacon hummus? Consistency yes. wise, maybe sure. a little bit thicker than all I know is it's amazing. I uh, you can use it on crackers, uh, you can eat it with a spoon. What I've done in the past, burgers you put it on a yes. cheeseburger and it's amazing. Well, I put it on a hot dog here, too. That, that works was really too. good. That yes. works, you just put it in your mouth. It doesn't matter what yeah, else is the company. It's bacon, I mean, yes. Come on. Some of the favorite flavors like uh, maple pepper, French toast, Teresa. The Jardiner, the Ranch Teresa. Bacon, Teresa. It's the female version. Mother Teresa. It's the female version. <laughs> That's my patron saint. Teresa comes from the female pig. <laughs> oh, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> my favorite, I love the rosemary bacon. That's one of my faves. Great for BLT, the Ranch Bacon as well. 
Bacon jam, as we mentioned, it goes perfect on anything. And scrambled eggs on toast, crackers, burgers, grilled cheese, or our guy Charlie's favorite, the spoon. Charlie will deliver to you. He'll meet you halfway or leave and ship it. He'll get you the bacon on time. Make sure you're following Charlie on Instagram at Charlie the Bacon Guy. He's on Twitter at CZ the Bacon Guy. Or you can email Charlie the Bacon Guy at gmail.com and get all your bacon needs. A website is coming soon. And we want to thank our pal Charlie uh, for giving us our uh, Who's Your Hawk trophy yep. prop that will kind of sort of make its debut. Saturday. Uh, we'll, we'll show it off tonight. I got it here. So All right. Let's yeah. do it. We can't properly debut it because the guy who won is now standing by from the United Center. Yeah, speaking of the guy who won, let's bring him in. Mario Tirabasi is live at the United Center. There he is. He's raising the roof. Is that the kid? They still do that? I don't know. I'm old. I'm out of touch. What's up? What's up? What I'm a winner. Learning? Stuff and things? Uh, Yeah, mostly stuff and things. Ooh. Um, What's yeah, I mean, the we- things? Well, the, th- the things we learned uh, from, from we talked with uh, Nick Felino after the game and, and he had uh, a lot of he's going to be wonderful to talk to all season. I, I cannot wait to have a full hopefully a full 82 games with Nick Foligno. Um, you know, he talked about, you know, the the, the wild and the uh, the energy that they brought tonight, the game that they brought tonight, how it felt way bigger than a, than a preseason game. And if you watch the game, um, it. It, it felt like a regular season game. It was, it was chippy. It was feisty. Guys were getting in uh, to, to scrums and mushing each other. And, you know, we had one fight uh, with, uh, with Reese Johnson and probably could have had one or two more with uh, the way Jared Tenorti seemed like he was, he was ready to go with anybody. And Matt Boldy seemed like he wanted a fight tonight. But um, it was, you know, as, as, as Charlie is talking about chorizo spice bacon, it was a spicy game tonight <laughs> uh, for sure between the Wild and the Blackhawks. And, Felino talked about that. He talked about, you know, him and his brother, uh, first time they've ever played in a game against each other in which they both scored. So that was fun. Um, you know, he said he was going to, you know, after uh, talking with us in the locker room, said he was going to go meet up with uh, his brother Marcus in, in the hallway and give him a few punches before uh, before he had his chat. And um, so it was it was it was good talking with him. And, um, you know, he, he also talked about how. Uh, at, at this point, we don't even have to play his video <laughs> if you guys haven't played it yet. I'll just paraphrase <laughs> yeah, everything. I'm exporting it as we speak, Mario. Perfect. All right. <laughs> well, yeah. So we talked with Nick Foligno. I uh, talked with Arvid Soderblom after the game as well. Um, you know, from a from a goalie perspective, he I, I think he had a pretty solid game tonight. Um, the, you know, the first goal uh, against him was a, a deflected puck that he probably never saw. Like he had he had uh, Marco Rossi and a one of the Blackhawks defensemen just Kaiser. in his face. Uh, yeah, in his face um, off the deflected puck. He never had a chance to, to, to see it. The Pat Maroon goal, uh, you know, it's, it's it's a rough turnover by uh, by Wyatt Kaiser blowing a tire behind the net. Um, but, I mean, that's, 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 a, that's a hard play to make. And, you know, a, a young guy trying to make it, um, you're going to have those uh, those kinds of hiccups. And uh, Maroon, he's a vet, and he, he, he made a good shot, so – that tied it up, and then uh, you know you get you get beat in the shootout. You, you, you shrug it off. I think Soderboom had a pretty good game, and he said that he he's been feeling good this preseason. Um, I think he's played pretty well this preseason, so it was, it was another good effort from him. Um, would have loved to have seen him get the win, but uh, Blackhawks fall three two in the shootout. What did uh, did what did, did what did Luke say about Soderboom's game? Yeah, I mean he said kind of the same things. Just he's had a pretty good preseason. He's been pretty solid. Um, he's, he's, he's given the Blackhawks good efforts and, uh, uh, in his appearances in this preseason. And I think he's going to get ample opportunity into, into the regular season to, to kind of continue that. And he's, he's talked about him throughout training camp about, you know, kind of the raw, raw hand he was dealt last season and, and some of the efforts that, uh, were put out in front of Arvid last year and kind of left him hanging in, in, in some situations. So. You know, I, I think uh, I think Richardson is, is has been happy with the performances he's had, um, especially tonight, and uh, and I think it's it's good news for Arvid as he uh, moves into a full time NHL role. Uh, one thing we were talking about was kind of how the first period defensively was a little bit chaotic. You saw the Hawks get hemmed in their own zone on several shifts, uh, kind of a lot of chaos right in front of Arvid Soderblom. A lot of that 
for the for that period. Did, did Luke talk about that at all? I know it's, it, pro- it seems like three days ago, but yeah, yeah, no. I mean, he's, he he talked about how the Wild got off to a a fast start and the and the Blackhawks weren't ready uh, for for that kind of jump. Um, but he did say that you know that the team started to settle down as the first period went on, and, and then you saw you know the, the the response with the the Nick Foligno goal and things kind of. Uh, settled down at after after that point but it just was just kind of seemed like the, the start of the game was uh you know a, a really well for the wild you know they, they got out to the early lead got an early power play um but you know the blackhawks were able to kind of recover <clears throat> excuse me recover from that uh and then come out with a big second period i mean they 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 took the lead two to one on on the taylor hall goal um they had 17 to 6 shot advantage in the second period so you know the response to that that slow start was was really good so um you know it's it's something that you'd want to have right from the jump but that's why you know you you can kind of get these uh get these teachable moments out in the preseason and uh you know build build from there uh i noticed you you tweeted out a little clip about uh reese johnson uh, Luke, Luke talking about Reese Johnson, and we've already talked about how noticeable he was tonight. Uh, what, did, what did Luke have to say about his effort? And is there is his has his fate been sealed yet, or does he still have a shot to be on the plane to Pittsburgh? I think he's still got a shot. Um, you know, as far as making roster cuts and everything, and and the the guys that are going to play on Saturday in in St. Louis, um, you know, it it really feels like the Blackhawks are going to take who they have on their training camp roster right now into the weekend and then make some final roster cut decisions after that, uh, that game on Saturday. So Reese Johnson, I, I, I think Richardson, you know, praised his, his efforts tonight, his energy level. And, and he said that, you know, he's, he's uh, that's, that's the kind of person he is not, not just NHL player, but the kind of person he is where, you know, he's a hard worker, uh, high energy guy is going to be able to, do things uh, physically on the ice that a lot of other guys can't. Um, so I, I think you know, with with the, with the fight, couple a uh, couple of shifts where he was just a wrecking ball out there. Um, that's what he brings to the table. That's what he does best uh, for the Blackhawks. And I I I think it, it keeps him you know keeps him in the mix. I think if we were going uh, you know on paper sh- straight talent for talent, I don't I don't think he'd be here. But the performance that, that he put in tonight, I think, definitely gives uh, gives him a good opportunity to be on the team once uh, once the final cuts are made. But there's still one more game to go. Uh, Richardson talked about you know wanting to give you know if he's if he's ready to play, give Colton Doc one more look uh, on Saturday, which I think you know Doc will, will probably uh, be able to to play in that game. Um, so you know Johnson had a really good game tonight. It's those are the kind of efforts that like guys like him and Kachuk and uh, Mackenzie Entwistle and, and, and so on and so forth of the bottom six guys, that those are the kind of efforts that they have to put in, you know, through this preseason uh, to, to, to make the opening night lineup. Uh, we don't usually do this, but we've got to interrupt the uh, segment. We have a hundred dollars super chat. It's a record. Yeah. For uh, yes. For, from Joey Smith. He says, I live in Texas surrounded by Cowboys stars and Rangers fans. Gross. Absolutely. CHGO podcast are the highlight of my day because these Texas fans don't know how to talk sports without being obnoxious. I don't think y'all realize how amazing the work y'all do is. Keep it up. Thank you, Joey. We appreciate, we appreciate that. that. Um, we get a lot of kind words from a lot of folks, uh, we and we thank you for that. We see it and we appreciate it. Uh, but Joey, thanks so much for the super chat, man. Yep. That's awesome. Really, really appreciate you know what it. I always say, Texas is great if it wasn't full of Texans, <laughs> <laughs> except for our guy Joey. Except for Joey, of course, and the yeah. Texas Heat who skated during the first intermission today. Yes, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. They were the, uh, the that goalie the probably got a team. bunch of wedgies in the uh, locker room after blowing it for <laughs> yeah. his team there. We had to go all the way to Texas to finish <laughs> that far behind. Anyway, yeah, two, make, I am not going to make fun of a ten-year-old on this show. Not right, well, tonight, at least. We haven't mentioned. I did it uh, in the press. I did it in the press box. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't mentioned Connor Bedard yet with you, Mario. And I know, um, you know, uh, not the most graceful shootout attempt. Um, got a couple shots on goal, but just wasn't quite as dominating as we've seen him in the other preseason games. Now I think part of that is you probably saw the most complete NHL lineup from your opponent. 
so the opportunities weren't there as much. Did Luke have anything to say about any sort of maybe mounting frustration from Connor or just kind of status quo? I mean, he, he praised the, the scoring chances he was able to, uh, to, to create tonight. You know, that's something that when you have a game where you don't show up in the score sheet, you still want to be able to be creating things offensively, especially for someone uh, as, as talented as Bedard is. I think, you know, Richardson praised that aspect of it and then also said, you know, there's, there's still some, some growing and some learning to be, uh, to be done for him, for Bedard through the preseason. We don't know if he's going to play Saturday yet. Um, I'd be a little surprised if he does, but you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see what Richardson, uh, feels, feels fit. But I mean, as far as Bedard's game goes, it really did feel like, you know, he was still trying a lot of things that maybe got, he got away with in junior, um, that he's still trying to figure out, you know, what, what the timing and the spacing and, you know, the, uh, the rhythm of the game calls for. And, and he's still, I mean, we got also got to remember, he's still learning all his teammates tendencies too. And, and so, you know, it's not only is he new to everybody, but there's a lot of other new guys that he's playing with Ryan Donato, Taylor Hall, um, you know, that are, that are new to this team. So the chemistry and the timing of everything and learning where guys tend to go to, where they like to go to how, you know, how they like to play um, all of that is, is, is a learning process. So, yeah, I mean, not, not a terrific night, for him, but it's better to have a night like that in a preseason game than it is, you know, when, when the games matter and, and when, you know, when points are on the line, that's another thing that, you know, Nick Foligno talked about tonight is after the game, you know, that's a game where in the regular season, it hurts more because they had the opportunity to come away with two points. Um, so it's, it's good to learn from those games now in the preseason when point standings doesn't, doesn't really matter. Um, but that's something that you can you can build on and learn from the experience so that when you get into a game like this where you're up two to one, you know, deep into the third period, you can hold that lead and come away with two points rather than, you know, giving up a, a game tire late and then losing the shootout and you lose out on a point, especially against a division rival. That those points are going to matter a lot in the in the regular season, um, you know, down down the road and, and maybe not this year, but who knows? Uh, but but those young guys, especially getting those lessons now, will will hopefully pay dividends down the road. Yeah, and I think your point of it, you know, it's good it's happening in a preseason game is, is true. He's going to have regular season games like this too, though, and I don't think there's any need to, to panic or anything. Look, we, we saw games from great players throughout the dynasty that you, they probably would want that game back a little bit, right? And I think when he's going to have this microscope on him, and we're guilty of it because he's the biggest story this year. And it'll probably be the biggest story for the next decade, quite frankly, nope. right? Just like Connor McDavid's the biggest story in Edmonton and, and so on and so on. We're going to cover him differently than we cover the other players on the team. But, like, I, I just I want to caution people to not. And I think it's been good today. I haven't seen anyone really freak out about the way the game went for him today. The two shots on goal he had. Definitely could have gone in. He had a bunch of attempts that got blocked, hitting shin pads on the way in, stuff like that. So I'm not seeing anything that concerns me. I just think, and the shootout attempt was a huge illustration of it is, he is just chomping at the bit to dent that twine. I think once he gets that first one, it's going to, it won't grip the stick as hard, but he was still very effective. Then. He drew three penalties. Yeah, and the way the power play moves with him, yes, it's ridiculous. If he draws three penalties a night, that's a good thing because this this power play is going the yeah. the power play did everything but score tonight. It had thirteen shots on goal and four power plays. It was there. The puck was moving. We talked about it earlier, Mario. You know they're moving the puck more. The best way to cause breakdowns in a penalty kill is to get them moving side to side, and that's what they're doing. Bedard's being all over the zone, and the defensemen are active. Seth Jones was very good on the power play. He's getting more space. He had a really good game. He's got getting more space up at the point because of Counter Bedard drawing the attention of of the defense. So, uh, did did what did Luke have to say, Mario, about about the special teams play? Because both the penalty kill and the power play were very effective tonight. 
Yeah, I mean, the, the, the movement on the power play was a, was a huge highlight. Um, you know, Richardson talked about wanting to, to have that kind of look and, and, and being able to attack from different angles. Um, you know, the, the power play puck movement is, is, is such a big factor. And, and I think, you know, that, that group, you know, the, the, the top power play group headlined by Bedard is, is going to be, I think, sneaky, effective this year. Uh, you know, obviously around the league, the expectations for the Blackhawks kind of across the board besides Bedard are very low, but I think it's, it's possible that that power play unit uh, is, is going to be really effective this year with the way that, you know, they, they interchange positions, they, they move the puck around, they, you know, cause the, the defense to, to exert a ton of energy uh, to, to, to cover everything. They, you know, make the goalie, you know, go from post to post and it's, it's going to open up lanes. I know there were a number of opportunities that were just missed, either just wide or, you know, blocked or, or you know, I think Bedard uh, had a had a chance, I uh, forget who he passed it to, but it was just like just fanned on. Um, that that could have, you know, made a made a big, uh, big difference in the game. But, you know, the power play was good. It was creating chances. Penalty kill was uh, was terrific tonight. I mean, they they killed a, a long five on three late in the game, which was which was really, uh, you know, really big to see. And, you know, Luke talked about it before the game you know, about, you know, the penalty kill strategy and, um, you know, wanting to be, be aggressive and, and knowing when, knowing when to be aggressive and, and, and how to use that more effectively uh, this season than last season and kind of learning from that. And, you know, I think we saw it tonight where, you know, guys like Reese Johnson and, and Boris Kachuk were, were very uh, aggressive in, in hunting down, you know, puck carriers and, and, and being hard on them and, you know, not letting, not sitting back and, and letting a power play set up and just kind of saying, okay, we're just going to, you know, park the bus and, and try and just get in the way of shots. Like, no, go out and go out and challenge them, you know, force them to, you know, beat you with puck movement and maybe force a turnover. So I, I think the penalty kill was, was really effective tonight, obviously killing off everyone that they faced. Um, and it's encouraging to, to see that as we move closer to the, to the regular season. I just saw this quote from Luke Richardson. Uh, ben Pope tweeted it out. He said, quote, we're always going to want more out of our players. We'd like them to shoot the puck more, but Connor is the one who sees it on the ice, and he sees it differently than us. So we're going to have to trust a guy with that kind of talent and vision when he thinks it's right to shoot or when he thinks it's right to hold on to the puck or make a play. I think that's really interesting, the fact that a guy who's not played an NHL game yet that means anything already has the faith of the coaching staff to say, hey, you've got carte blanche out there we trust what you see we trust what you feel if you think that the shot's not there and you think it's the best move the past then we're going to believe you on it and it kind of goes back to what he said the other day when he was asked do you think of yourself as a playmaker or a scorer and he said i think of myself as a best playmaker right like whatever's available right. i'm going to take and it's funny like it kind of like luke is such an old school player but such a new school coach you almost Every other NHL coach would say, rein it in, kid. You're just a rookie. You haven't right. proven a thing yet. Luke knows what he has here. Luke knows what he has in Counter Bedard, and he's going to let him be. How many times have we yelled at Luke Getze for not letting Justin Fields be Justin Fields, right? It's a different sport, but it's kind of the same thing. Let your talented players use their talents. And the Hawks are letting Counter Bedard do it, and I love it. I'm all for it. It's it's a great advantage when your team doesn't hire a moron to be your head coach. <laughs> Is that the difference? Yes, it might be. I, I believe that that that's <laughs> when they when the, when they put Luke on the post game shows. It says not Luke Richardson, not a moron. <laughs> there you go. That's perfect. Uh, anything else you want to add, Mario? Before we let you go. Um, I mean, I, I think, you know, to, to that point, we've talked about it uh, a little bit since, uh, you know, since at least throughout training camp, um, how, you know, the talent level of this team, I, you, you have a fair argument saying that Bedard is, is probably the most talented player on this team, even before stepping on the ice for a regular season game. So, yeah, I mean, allowing him to, to have some freedom. Uh, to have a you know let him control his own red light green light, um, that's uh, that's the best way to use him. So you know, it's it's it's. I don't think there's so much about having to rein him in. I think it's it's helping him stay 
not frustrated when things don't go his way and, and allowing, you know, kind of motivating him and, and keeping him upbeat to trust in himself uh, is, is what the coaching staff, I think, is, is primarily looking to do with him. And, and um, you know, as, as the kids say, allowing Connor to cook and see what happens. All right. Are we going to present Mario with yeah, his, we have with his virtual uh, award? Who's your hawk, Mario? Coming on strong with his second straight win. Yeah. Picking Kevin what did Korch- I say? Picking what did Kevin Korchinski. Uh, so uh, you 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 had the only point tonight out of our three players. Sure uh, did. No Connor Bedard picked tonight. Maybe that's why he had uh, his least effective of three sad. games. Yes. Exactly. Um, yes, that was not a misprint. I did pick... Boris Kachuk, uh, I went off the off the board a little bit. He had two assists against the Wild sure. last time. So, you know, I was hoping they had that two-to-one lead and he gets that empty net goal to steal it from Mario at the end, but that didn't happen. But uh, our guy, Charlie the Bacon Guy, sent us an old hockey helmet, which I have here, and we're loading up with stickers. We're going to get a bunch more on it. If you, hey, if anybody out there in the, in the uh, chat has a sticker they'd like to see on our helmet, feel free to, to send it to us. Maybe visit us up by the press box. We'll get it on here for you. Uh, so the way it's going to go is after we announce the winner, the winner then has to wear this helmet yeah. for the rest of the show. Good luck. Um, I don't want to. I'm going to pick Boris Kachuk every week from here on out <laughs> because this thing is small and it's going to hurt my head if I try and put it on my giant melon, so I'm not. So Mario. It looks like there's some room to grow in there. Let me see. I don't know. But Mar- this, this no, part can I, definitely stretch out. No, I I we got take a look. I took yeah. a look at that. Uh, I took a look at that before before you guys got to the office. I think that is take ma- that f- maxed out in size. We may have to take the foam out of there. <laughs> we can take the foam out of there. It's, it'll be a lot better. We got to So, so anyway. uh, Mario, tomorrow's uh, tomorrow's off day show. You got to put the helmet on for a few minutes to celebrate your victory. That's fine. I will. Right. Uh, I will. I will bask in the glory. And we each get to smack you really hard on the top of the head. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. I think All we'll, right. We'll, so you'll we'll, you'll we'll you'll get the first helmet wear in tomorrow. Uh, so think about uh, congratulations. Yeah. Um, hey, that's 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 two in a row. I think that's yeah. called a winning streak, right? I think so. Yep. Good thing in these stand. Just like the the Blackhawks record, it goes back to zero on Tuesday. So uh, the preseason championships on the line Saturday. Yeah. For who's your um, hawk? Um, uh, now what happens now we're another board of governors meeting on the air. What happens if at the end of the preseason and if it happens in the regular season, we all have the same amount of wins, then what do we do? Uh, we have a bacon eating contest. Okay. We have a gluten eating contest. <laughs> That's a dick move. <laughs> You know, you know what? Sometimes you gotta you gotta make some sacrifices. Uh, you know, if, it's, if this yeah, how the, bad do you want to be champion, Mario? If it's for the uh, the president's trophy of uh, of who's your hawk, I might uh, I might bring an extra pair of pants to the office that day. I felt so bad today, Mario. We're, we're sitting down there in a press box, and he's eating the chicken dumplings. So he goes, "I don't think these dumplings are potato based." I'm like, damn, that sucks for you. I'm like, anyway, that sounds good. So we all go gather around a table, and I get, I get a big thing of the soup. I get a roll. I crumble up some crackers, and I'm like, gluten. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, buddy. I, and then there I am with my veggie sticks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm in a diet. It's 55, and you're not. So it's a nice trade-off. Sure. Your words. <laughs> All right, man. Have a safe drive home. We will see yes. you tomorrow. Avoid, avoid the construction crew on the way out. Yeah. Yeah, they're getting uh, getting set up for Dave Chappelle out here. So. All right. Well, we'll see you uh, on the air at 2.30. We'll see you practice. Get out the of there before they make you lock your phone away. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right, buddy. All right, be safe. Have a good one. Take care. Well, all right. If you want to drive safely, what should you drive? You should drive a Chevrolet. Ooh. Not just any Chevrolet. A Chevrolet from our pals. At Ray Chevy, are you in the market for a new or used vehicle? If you are, we've got amazing news for you. Ray Chevy in Fox Lake has joined the CHGO team. And we were talking to our pals over there at Ray, and they have this pledge. Have you heard of this thing? It's called the Ray Price Promise. It's a guarantee that the price you see online is the price you pay when you walk into the dealership. We found in many cases, 
other dealers are going to raise the price on you when you come into the dealership saying things like, are you a recent college graduate? Are you active in the military? Are you a moron head coach? And in most cases, <laughs> those qu answers to those questions are going to be no. And that's when they try sneaky stuff. They're going to raise the price on you, saying the price online included limited re rebates that you don't qualify for. Well, at Ray, that's not the case. The price you see online is the price you pay with no add-ons to the price ever. In fact, Ray will do everything possible to find additional savings for which you may, which may even lower the price more than what you saw online. As one of the top-selling dealers in the Midwest, you'll always be able to shop one of Chicagoland's largest inventories. And right now, you can save big at Ray Chevy during their Truck or Treat savings event. Get, Get it? Because it? it's yeah, Halloween. Halloween. I got it. Uh, because 0% is back and now available on new Silverado trucks, the perfect tailgate vehicle. Or the perfect trunk or treat vehicle to pass out candy to the kids. Oh, yeah. So come on in the Ray Chevrolet and Fox Lake and find the vehicle you've been searching for. And best of all, pay zero hidden fees with the Ray Price Promise. Visit Ray Chevrolet in person in Fox Lake or RayChevrolet.com. Serving the community since 1963. Find new roads. And once you're uh, safely parked in home or you found yourself a designated driver, crack open an ice cold Goose Island Beer. CHGO is supported by Goose Island Beer Company. They're Chicago's beer since 1988. I was 11 years old, and I remember my first goose when I was 11. That's not true. I didn't do that. But 1988, that was a long-ass time ago. That's pre-Mario, I believe. It is pre-Mario. Pre-Mario. Uh, Oktoberfest, the Beer Hug family, the 312 Wheat. And I just tried for the first time recently that Full Pocket Pills which is what Goose tells us uh, all their brewers are drinking. That is delightful. The full pocket pills is awesome. Pick up a 12-pack of that in your local uh, cooler. Uh, and make sure you grab an ultra-fresh brewery-exclusive beer at Goose Island's original brew, brew house on Clybourne in Lincoln Park or from their tap room on Fulton Street in Westtown. Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's Beer. We like beer. Beer's good. Big fan of the beer. People are calling for the quack. Are we quackless? Is that a studio? I'm sorry. I was working on the chat for us. Jesus. I'll, I'll get it. I'll get it. Absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. There we go. There Le it is. Leaves the studio in the middle of the show. Doesn't give us <laughs> the quack. thirsty. He's Man. smoking. Yeah, smoking cigars in here. in here. My allergies are going crazy. <laughs> You're a jerk. Uh, still some time to get your votes in for the fourth star of the game. Nominee is Felino, Taylor Hall, Kevin Korczynski. We've got 35% for Felino. 39% for Taylor Hall, 26% for Kevin Korchinski. I've seen some um, conversation in the Slack, or not in the Slack, in the uh, Slack, Jesus, in the chat about two guys polarized for both, Ryan Donato yeah, almost and back to back. Arvid Sauterbloom. Yeah. Donato, who I called earlier in the game today, uh, Ryan Blackwell, because I wasn't so impressed with what he had done so far, finished the game with an assist. Six shots on goal and three more shot attempts. Uh, he had a takeaway as well. 2013 uh, of ice time. One four faceoffs, lost zero. He was very effective. Um, yeah. I, I, though I worry about his ability to finish the chances that are going to be created for him playing with Taylor Hall and Connor Bedard. Um, but sometimes I think like maybe Tyler Johnson would be a better answer up there or... Maybe it's Taylor Radish. I don't know. I'm but sure he's it doing change. everything else right. Yeah, he he was fine, and it's going to take him some time because this is probably the first time in Ryan Donato's career that he has played on the same line with two number one overall yeah, picks. Yeah, I would bet so. Uh, it's probably the most talent he's ever had as line mates. Yeah, because he's pretty much been a bottom six guy, middle six guy most of his career. So it's going to take him a little time to be like. I need to be ready to shoot at all times and things that make have caught him off guard. These first couple games, hopefully by, you know, game three or four of the regular season, he's ready to go and he's reacting quicker mm -hmm. and it's a great opportunity for him. And if, if it's not working out, uh, you know, there's plenty of options to throw up there. You mentioned Tyler Johnson, the Taylor Radish. We tried to predict the opening night lineup when training camp started all three of us had taylor radish on that line i think we all liked the bigger guy out there the guy that can you know create space get to the front of the net all that kind of stuff we may see that philip kershev could be a guy that that 
could get there too, but he had some really good chemistry with uh, Andreas Athanasiu yeah. and Lucas Reichel, but, you know, neither of those guys played tonight. Uh, Athanasiu has been dealing with an in, uh, illness. Philip Kershev's had that wrist injury. Somebody was asking about Kershev earlier. He's uh, been skating the last two days yeah. ahead of practice, but he's not cleared for practice uh, yet. But he's skating the, the keep in shape. It doesn't sound serious, but I would think he's probably not playing in those first two games. I would think not. Yeah. Just the way that Luke's been talking and, about it. And there's it. no reason to rush him nah. back. You know, so uh, maybe, you know, maybe that's why Reese Johnson had a little pep in his step. Maybe he knows, hey, yeah. I'm probably going on that road trip just because it's a numbers game. There's guys missing. Um, so we'll see. Uh, and, and Colin Blackwell, I believe, skated today, too. Ahead of time, ahead of so you know it's only a, only a moment, uh, only a little while to go. Do we get the bit? Young Dangle got again on cue. I know someone who wouldn't you and have to worry about finishing chances playing with Bedard and Hall, and he's an available free agent. Yes. There's his dollar. Phil for once again suggesting Patrick Kane. Phil Kessel, the black oh, Phil Kessel. <laughs> I hey. we had another super chat earlier, didn't we? We didn't get to uh, from Ryan R. Uh, what's up with Flurry chopping legs in the shootout? Jay, he was a little just don't don't get that close. I got he didn't do anything wrong. No, but Dard was trying to make kind of Dard's coming at me that fast. I'm trying to take out his legs too. Yeah, that's my move in NHL. Yeah, when I have to Tackle control the, the shootout goalie, yeah, I just poke check. That's all I got. So if you ever play me, Irish Red seventy seven on Xbox. If you ever play me, that's my move. So just know. That's how you beat me. Yeah. Just avoid the poke. I don't jump. know how to do all them fancy moves, so I just do the Marion Hosa, get inside the blue line and crank just it. Blast it from, uh, <laughs> just blast it from the slot, right? That's all I do. Yep. Um, well, that's my move. All right, how about Soderblom? A lot of people saying, you know, don't really like the way his play style is. I saw somebody ask on Twitter, does he go down too quickly? I think tonight's game, especially in the first period, it's kind of hard to, like, there was a lot of bouncing pucks and net traffic and all i know is he made a lot of huge saves in this game and even late in the game i think it was a zuccarello who hit or no it was uh Kaprizov who hit the post right yeah in the shootout but he yeah. had taken away that bottom side he would have missed anyway hit the outside of the post so i i think he's pretty good and he, i think let's keep in mind too that if you got kyle davidson over a couple beers he would probably tell you that his projection for Soderblom when the team is ready to win is backup goalie. Backup, I don't think yeah. they see him as a true number one goalie. I think he. No. I think by the end time this year ends, he will be the Hawks' number one goalie above Peter Mrazek because, A, I think he's better than Mrazek at this point, and, B, they've got a future invested in him. Um, but I really think they think Camesso is the guy, and he's going to be – playing the bulk of the games in Rockford this year, splitting time, not splitting time, but sharing time with Jackson Sauber. And maybe Camesso even comes up next year, or maybe they find a stopgap goalie for a year or two next season. Um, but I look, I, I was very pleased with Soderblom's effort tonight. I wrote about him for our Hawks hits, which we publish after every game. Um, I don't think there was anything he did in this game that cost the Hawks a point. No, we have to remember, he's 24 years old. Young, that's young for a goalie. Yeah, just his third season in North America. He's only got 18 games of NHL experience. He's essentially still a rookie goaltender, still learning the pro game here. I've watched, I've seen a lot of Arvid Soderblom covering the Ice Hogs. I, his rookie season, I saw almost every one of his home starts. Um, when he gets into a groove, he he's a solid goalie. Is he an elite franchise goalie no no i don't think he's ever going to be that can he be an average nhl starter sure um but, but i don't as you mentioned i don't think he's the long-term solution i think he's a nice guy that could have some potential um a guy that can maybe grow into being a really good backup or you know, he's a stopgap guy, waiting, holding that place till Drew Camesso's ready to be in NHL. Yes. And maybe, best case scenario, you know, Camesso uh, is that guy and becomes your franchise goalie in, in a year, two, three years, however long it takes. Um, again, remember, Corey Crawford was 27 
by the time yep. when he got his. Was it five years in the American Five League? years in the AHL. Yeah. I don't think Camesso's going to need that much time. I, he's No. I, don't, I think he'll be on a little faster trajectory than that. Um, best case scenario is he becomes your, your long-term backup for Camesso, or he looks good, so when you're ready for Camesso to be the guy, you have a nice little trade chip. Hey, you need that sixth defenseman veteran guy. You need a... Something you, you know, you can use him to then go get something you you're missing, because uh, you got to remember they drafted another goalie high in the draft this year, so obviously they're they're gonna keep getting young goalies in here and, and try and churn them out. That's something that the previous regime pretty much ignored their entire time here. They pretty much thought that that Corey Crawford was gonna play forever, um, and was gonna be an elite goalie forever, and they never bothered to really develop any yeah, do anything really beyond that this regime as once again foresight is doing the exact opposite of the last regime and they're getting young goalies in here and there's nothing wrong with having more than one guy that could be a really good starter for you ask the vegas golden knights how that worked out yeah. for them well i i think it's i was listening to uh the got your back podcast today with pierre lebron and mike johnson and they got in a conversation about Vasilevsky and how he's going to miss some time for the Lightning and what should the Lightning do, yada, yada, yada. And they, they made a good point where the NHL, the way it is now, you don't need, of course, you'd love to have Connor Hellebuck or Andre Vasilevsky or Igor Shosturkin or Juicy Saros or whatever, but it's not, you don't need those guys really anymore to win a cup. No. You don't, I mean, you don't, Aiden Hill. Won a Stanley Cup for the Golden Knights. Uh, nothing against him, but he's not Dominic Hasek. He was their third goalie. Fourth, yeah, like fourth it's, goalie. Yes. Was, the San Jose Sharks said, we don't want Aiden Hill. <laughs> yeah, the Sharks. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so it's more about the team in front of you than in goal. And of course, would you rather have a great goalie? Yes. Yes. But I think I keep going back to comparing other sports, but like almost like the running back in football. Teams are figuring out you can kind of like stop gap your goalie because with cap being as, is you know, the cap is like, think of it this way. The difference between a 920 save percentage and a 900 save percentage is two saves per hundred. Is that worth $10 million, $8 million <laughs> on your cap? Yeah. If you can get a, if you can get a, a, a one, a one B type situation, Two guys for $9 million. That's better than one guy for $10 million. That ends up losing his job anyway. Yeah. You know, because... Well, look, as well as Sergei Bobrovsky played for the Panthers in the playoffs last year, they would move that contract today if they could. Uh, who started game one of the postseason for the Panthers? Alex Lyon. Right. Yeah. Maybe your next Tampa Bay Lightning goalie, by the way. If, 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 Sp <laughs> if Spencer Knight was in full capacity, Sergei Bobrovsky probably doesn't have that fantastic run. Right. They're looking for every reason to get rid of him. Uh, did Alex Lyon go to Tampa? I didn't see that. Not yet, but he, uh, they were talking about a potential I'm, waiver move. I'm actually kind of surprised Tampa hasn't signed Yaroslav Halak yet. Uh, well, they were on the same podcast. They said Alan Walsh must have been on the phone with... Uh, with the Lightning, uh, uh, Julian Breezebaugh, the second they yeah. found out that Veselovsky was hurt. I mean, that's a dude that, yeah, he's he's nine 900 years old, but Pl go still there, has, Go there and just make the save you're supposed to make. That's all he's been doing for the last 15 years. There's a huge value in that. Yeah. All right. All right, are we ready to crown a winner? Yeah, we are. Taylor right. Hall's running away with this one now. It was close for quite a while. He's got 40% of the vote. All right. I, think you, I think you logged in all your, with the, all your burner accounts just because you were creating the graphic. Well, I would have been really upset if I made this graphic and then had to switch it because there was a lot of little, like, you see part of a hockey stick over yeah, his foot I, I there. Was, I did what I could. You, you're doing some good work there. That's way more than I could do. Looks great to me. So Taylor Hall is the chat's fourth star of the game. Way to go, chat. We should bring this helmet to him in the locker room and make him put it on, and he'll say, go F yourself. Yeah. Get away from me, security. And then that big dude who stands behind the bench will come and kill us. Yeah, and no one will ever find us. Super nice guy. By the way, I should mention, rest in peace, Dick Butkus. Absolutely. Um, sports legend. In my travels as a sports radio producer, I got to uh, meet and deal with Dick Butkus several times, and every time I spoke with him, 
He was kind. He was warm. He was funny. He did not have, I, I think when you're a guy who, when you know you're a badass and you know whatever room you walk into, you're the coolest guy, you don't have to be a dick to people. Yeah, that's why I'm not a dick to people. And he was, exactly. <laughs> and he was never a dick to anybody. Super nice guy. Uh, and boy, I was just talking to my wife about this like two weeks ago because I heard a radio ad. He was like, man, he sounds good. Like he still sounds sharp. And like he was funny on Twitter. And like he was at the Bears game last week. And just like that, you never know. Yeah. So uh, rest in peace, Dick Buckus. I'm, I'm actually, I got a little choked up driving to work today thinking about him and uh, Doug Buffone reunited. Made me feel good. And uh, Doug was, I was super close with Doug. Um, so anyway, rest in peace, Dick Buckus, Chicago legend. Absolutely. One of those uh, larger than life mythical figures in, yeah. in Chicago sports history. I mean, you know, I heard stories from my grandpa, my dad, yep. about what just in a minute, you see the highlights where you're just like, that man would have killed a man on the field and nobody would have stopped him. If it, like <laughs> somebody shared a tweet <laughs> where it's Dick, but it was like a screen cap of like a Twitter exchange. Dick Butkus tweets. Sorry. I'm not going to be able to get to everybody's questions. You know, I'll do my best. And the guy replies, you killed my grandfather on the football field. And Dick said he probably had it coming. <laughs> <laughs> That's, yeah, uh, a, a genuine guy. Um, you don't become that beloved for so long by being a bad person. No, and just a badass. And, and Merrick says it like losing Walter Payton and now Dick is the hardest. Okay. Phrasing. Uh, yes, phrasing <laughs> Merrick. But I remember when I was in college, Walter Payton died. That one hurt. Yeah. The dudes were like, it was like two different worlds. The dudes were like, you know, like Charlie Brown walking around with their heads down. And a lot of the girls on campus were like, what is wrong with everybody? They're like, sweetness died. There is no reason to live. The sweetness is gone. I, 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 when I have this picture. I'll, and Brian I'll, Robinson used the ghost of Walter Payton to block <laughs> that extra right. point against and the And the ghost Packers. of Dick Butkus got yes. five sacks for the Bears tonight. Yes. I won't say what you said in the press box tonight. <laughs> we'll, we'll leave that yeah, one. All right. That's fine. We'll let that one. Give it a week and that. I'll say it out loud. <laughs> um, but uh, what was I going to say? Shit. I forget. Oh, there's a picture of me as a kid. My two uncles opened a butcher shop in uh, Mount Greenwood. And uh, they had Steve McMichael and Jay Hilgenberg come for the opening. And I was like maybe eight or nine. And all I did the entire time was ask them about Walter Payton. <laughs> like, do you guys know Walter? What's Walter like? You think Walter was going to come here today to the butcher shop and get some meat? They're like, I don't think so, kid. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, is he funny? Like, is he fun to be around? Or like, <laughs> they're very kind about it. But I was, that's all I cared about. And I know there's like guy, you know, that was mine. You know, Walter Payton to me is still the biggest star in the world. And uh, I know to like guys, my uncle's age and stuff that that was the same for Dick Buckus. So yep. that's why I found out my uncle texted everybody in our fantasy league. Like Dick Buckus died. I'm like, shit, that sucks. Dick Buckus was Michael Jordan for our dads and grandpas. Yeah. Michael Evans says, Jay, I, Jay was in college when Walter passed. I was nine. Shut up, Michael. Bam. I got to see Walter play. Yeah, I did too. I have memories of that. I have memories of the Bears being good. I, I watched Walter Payton win a Super Bowl. That's right. Even though Ditka did not give him the ball, and I will never forgive him that, for that. That was the biggest sin of Mike Ditka's <laughs> career. Uh, Well, maybe. Football-wise. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's wrap things up. Jake is staring at us. Yeah, I don't know I'm a little bit scared. Before we do, want to remind you, you like streaming sports, you like streaming TV, FuboTV.com is the place to go. 140-plus live channels of sports, shows, movies, and news. Stream live TV from any device. Watch the most Chicago sports for the lowest price. Start watching immediately with the free trial at FuboTV.com slash CHGO. There's no contract. There's no cable. There's no hassle. Just sign up and start watching. 1,000 hours of cloud DVR included at no extra charge. And watch your local teams while traveling. College football, Big Ten, Bears, NFL Network, Red Zone, and more. Watch it all with Fubo. Go to FuboTV.com slash CHGO to sign up for 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. Again, FuboTV.com slash CHGO. Okay, here's the deal. Tomorrow at 2.30, we are... <laughs> I've had that on the, for the whole time. <laughs> I wasn't ready for it. Okay, uh, look up. Uh, tomorrow at 2.30, we're on after practice. Maybe we'll have some roster news. Maybe not. We'll let you know. 
Saturday, we're doing a pregame show. So don't miss that. The first ever CHGO Blackhawks pregame show. We don't know what we're going to do, but it's going to be fun. And then we'll be on postgame. And then we leave for uh, Pittsburgh after Monday's show. And we'll be on from Pittsburgh for Tuesday's opening game. The NHL season is here, gang. Thank the Lord. Only one more preseason game. And then we get to talk about games that matter. But I want to shout out everybody here. We had a Bears post game yep. and had what, like 200 people in here at a time almost? Yeah, we were up there. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. And I mean, almost 100 likes. We can get to 100 before we go. Thanks. Another Merrick super chat super from chat. Merrick. Appreciate that for his poor phrasing. That's a dollar fee. And uh, one thing that I love, uh, we, we had Joey and Alan Kay both from Texas. Yeah. Uh, we had, uh, was it Crickets from uh, Washington, yeah, Washington State. State? By the way, chat more Cricket. Yes, we're here. We won't, we won't be mean to you. Uh, we've got people from all over the place. I love that people that are Chicago sports fans can tune in from all over the world and, and get all the, this type of coverage is great. I think that's the point. I agree. We Joe, got Thailand in here right too. Now? Remember when the guy took the helmet off the Winnipeg Jets player and put it on that drunk guy. That's kind of the vibe you're giving me right now. <laughs> and you got some yogurt with the back hair coming out. Not the I, got the, hair, I got the lettuce. The lettuce. I got exactly. the lettuce. You don't have Kevin Dean lettuce though. No, that was, <laughs> that was something. I don't know what's going He's on. Got, there, like, the full Trump yeah. I don't know. Like on. there was like nine colors going on. Yeah, it was like something look like a, look like a, like a marble. Like, you know, I don't know what that was, but, uh, there it goes. Yeah. Jad. We got Utah. Utah. We got Utah. We had, uh, Thailand. Yeah. We're worldwide. We love it. Love it. All right, everybody. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 2.30 post-practice on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. Smash that like button for us.